episode 75! Well, Let's get ready to rumble! That was good. That was good. No, I like it. I like it. And that's probably the best way to start episode 75 with Wayne and with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav coming to you from uh, both of the different studios, the B-Money facility and also TH Boxing uh, over there on the looks like the second floor as uh, we continue to do a little renovation work upstairs. Looking, uh, looking okay so far. We got the weighing in with Travis Hartman suite. This is the suite. That's right. That's right. So Weekend Trav, uh, we, we just had, had episode 74 where we talked about some upcoming fights that were going to be happening this weekend. We're going to do a little recap, folks, on some of those bigger time matchups we saw. And then also a little bit of a preview into coming this coming weekend, which Weekend Trav is Easter uh, this weekend. Any good Easter plans going on uh, over there? I will be visiting our church, and then we will be going over to the family um, get-together over in Satellite Beach. That's good. Irina's sister sings uh, and performs in their, um, I guess, choir. Okay. Well, sounds good, man. Um, so uh, early happy Easter, especially to our uh, listeners, our followers. Those are sub- that are subscribing. And if you're not yet, feel free to do so below. Give us a little thumbs up. Give us Hit the bell icon. Hit the subscribe button. Wherever you're finding this, whether it's on Rumble, YouTube, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever it might be, go ahead and follow our content as we will be coming to you on a weekly basis. Looking forward to getting back at a nice rhythm there, Weekend Trav. Um, So let's just jump right in. I don't have anything else to really talk about other than to thank our media partners, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial. Yes, sir. It was a fantastic weekend, B-Money. I told you that I was literally... I was watching on TV the Erickson Lubin Sebastian Fandora fight. I was streaming the uh, DAZN fight, which was Sugar Shane Mosley, Gabe Rosado, also yep. um, King King Ryan Garcia, and then I also was streaming on ESPN Plus Michaela Mayer. So I was like, and then earlier in the day, Triple G had also fought, and I believe that was on DAZN. So yeah, yeah, that was in the morning. I'm still sticking to what I said last episode, episode 74, I believe it was, where. The month of April is going to be the best month of boxing all year. Ooh, okay, so I think this weekend proved that it's on the right path. It is definitely on the right path. Hopefully, that's not the peak for the year since we still have eight months to go. But yes, a lot of big time fights, though, especially we saw this weekend. Let's kind of run down that quick order here. Um, let's start with Queen, I mean, King Garcia, Ryan Garcia, <laughs> as he took on uh, Emmanuel Hu Tagu Tago. Um, thoughts there just a quick quick thoughts for you yeah it was so it was a very very awkward fight um garcia ended up hurting him pretty good but this guy was very fast and moved very well and he ended up moving the whole fight held when he needed to and ended up lasting um 12 rounds and went the distance but uh i I, we didn't see anything more or less out of garcia i i just it wasn't i wouldn't say it was a performance that if he ended up fighting tank davis if you compared this last fight to how he's going to do against tank i say tank beats him Oh, however, yeah. however, different styles, all of that for sure. But with his performance against Tagu, who Tagu um, was not like, I wouldn't say it was a blockbuster performance, but he did what he had to do. He won. That's what he just needs to be. Praise God that he got out of there with the win. It wasn't close, but still he got out of there with the win. And when we look back, 
All we're going to look back on is that he's got a W in that column because that was not a memorable fight. Plus, we're not just going to have to look back at it because they're going to continuously, him, Golden Boy, uh, uh, you know, everyone is going to continuously talk up that victory for him. He needs another one or two like that before you even throw him in a, a top 10 fight sort of situation, in my opinion. Nothing too impressive, but, you know, he had to kick off some ring rust, and there it is. He took a journeyman. I, I say journeyman, but, you know, uh, it's hard It's hard to uh, – what do you say about who, Tagu? I don't know. Uh, so Yeah, I wouldn't say he was quite the journeyman, not yet. I mean, he might end up being one, yes. Uh, but he was a formidable, formidable opponent, and that's – I mean, that's about all you can say. It was a, it was a well-chosen opponent. Uh, the guy's very tough. The guy's actually very skilled. Uh, he was just overmatched. He was too small as well. Um, Garcia had a lot of height on him, had a lot of weight look on him. Uh, but it is what it is. Again, they they picked uh, – If I, it wouldn't have been a perfect pick. If he had knocked him out, that would have been a perfect pick. They didn't pick a perfect opponent, but they picked an opponent that they knew he was going to beat because he is, what, 13, 14, 15 months off, whatever it was. Yeah. He was off for a while. So – um, they did what they're supposed to do. At the end of the day, Golden Boy is very smart and they know how to cash in on people and they know how to bring them along. So he got a win. Now we're going to be talking about Garcia for all, all year about Yippee. Tank, uh, Cambosis, about any of those guys, Tiafomo, but we'll see. All the fights that shouldn't happen right now. Um, he needs another, know. he needs another couple stepping stones before he's even thrown into that mix. So uh, anything that we want to uh, discuss here, let's go, let's go back to the morning for us time zone wise. And that was triple G taking on Ryoto Murata. Uh, anything out of that one saw that you saw there a weekend trap? No, not really. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. He ended up getting him out of there. Uh, TKO team stopped him. Yep. Exactly what he's supposed to do because he has a fight lined up, hopefully, possibly, with Canelo, I think is in September because Canelo's fighting in May. If Canelo beats Bival, Bival, if he beats Bival, then he's going to fight Triple G in their third fight. I guess it would be yeah, the, the trilogy fight in September. I don't know if it's signed, sealed, and delivered yet, but I know that that was the the two fight deal. I think that Canelo then made with the zone uh, was something like uh, in September, which is when most block of blockbuster fights happen in September. If I saw the comments cor uh, correct, it looked like Triple G said he basically thought he won the first two anyways. So even a third one wouldn't be a big deal to him. Uh, so maybe just kind of, you know, uh, prefacing his own uh, performance down the road. Who knows? I mean, but you're talking about what a 40 year old taking on a, a prime candidate in Canelo Alvarez. So that would be a tough one, no matter what, even yeah. though Triple G continues to show that, he ain't, he just isn't going anywhere. It's he's yeah. just solid. Yeah, he's still but he's still there to be reckoned with. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about that. But I think I think you're right though. They fought the first fight. You could have easily made an argument that Triple G won that fight. Easily, you could have made the argument. The second fight, I think Canelo won that fight. Still very 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 close, <clears throat> but it was way way more in favor of Canelo. I think a third fight, all it's going to show is Canelo is going to be just a little bit better than Triple G. I don't think Canelo is going to blow out Triple G. Because yeah. that's how good Triple G is. But I do think Canelo has got just a little too much and gets a little better every fight. And if we're being honest, Triple G is getting later in his career. So he's not getting any better. If right. anything, he's staying the same. And if he stays the same, he's going to lose to Canelo because Canelo did beat him in the second fight. I think he beat him in the second fight for sure. So I, it's, I mean, it's a, you know what, though? There was a trilogy with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. That was a trilogy that I thought should have never happened, but thank God it did happen because that delivered. So let, let's just, I don't want to rule it out, but I, we just had a trilogy that should have never happened. 
but I'm glad that it did happen. Well, the uh, the quick answer to that whole situation would be this. Are you going to watch it? Is everyone going to watch it if Canelo takes on Triple G again down the road, maybe later this year, maybe next year? And quick answer is yes. You're going to yes, watch exactly. it. If he does okay. it this year, I'll watch it for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's moving on. Let's give a quick comment here. Uh, Michaela Mayer taking on Jennifer Hahn, uh, ESPN Plus as well over the weekend. Took her the distance, dominant performance, pretty much what you'd expect. But once again, no finish, didn't finish her, just kind of went the distance. And that's a Michaela Mayer fight. That is a no diss, but that is a women's fight. That's how they usually go. Like we're not seeing. However, uh, Savannah Marshall, who's getting ready to match up with Clarissa Shields, she knocked her girl out with a good left hook. Yeah. So it is possible. It's just the people that they're putting on front and center here in the United States uh, with like Michaela Mayer, Clarissa Shields. There was even a Marlon Esparza who fought. Yes, um, that's right. Well, those fights all went the distance too. And that's usually what happens. And it's no disrespect to, to nothing. It's just like, you with the NBA and the WNBA, the reason why people love the NBA or the WNBA is because they, they jam it. You know, they hang on the rim, they jam it, they block it. They're, they're just, they shoot from way further out. It's just a lot faster, upbeat and more athletic looking. So people like to watch that. And it's no disrespect. The WNBA, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, but they just, people don't tune in for that. And the same thing that goes with the, the women's boxing right now, no disrespect. They're putting them front and center. I just don't know that it's delivery. And that's well, I'm just being honest. I'm not being a hater. I want it to do good. I just don't think it's delivering like the men's do. Well, she wants to clear out that division. She's pretty much is. And now also calling out the potential winner of uh, what uh, uh, Serrano and, and Taylor. Yeah. So I don't know if, uh, if she's going to match up well against either of those ladies, but you know, who knows that's coming down the road. But once again, Michaela Mayer, and, and from what I've seen over the course of several of her fights, she just kind of does what she has to do. It looks impressive. It looks sharp. But the other girl out there, she girl, other girl isn't falling. The other girls is taking the punishment. So I beg the question of how much punishment is really being delivered, or does it just look good? Does it just look crisp? Because I'm not seeing any finishes weekend, Trev. Yeah, and you know I like Michaela Mayer's attitude because going in, she was like, "I want to entertain people. I want to knock people out. I want to do this. I want to get fierce. I want to get mean." I like her attitude because she's hundred percent correct. She's like, at the end of the day, this is the entertainment business, and she's right. It is. We want to be entertained. We know you're skilled. She's an Olympian. She's a former Olympian. She's undefeated world champion now. We know you're skilled, but now let's see the entertainment value. And right now, she's good looking and she can fight. But other than that, there hasn't been that just that cement knockout yep. or that one that like, hey, I can't miss a Michaela Mayer fight. I haven't said that yet. And she's fresh off the heels of now a new contract. So let's see it uh, be delivered and we'll see. Maybe it will be the winner or maybe even loser of the uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda oh, Serrano yeah. fight. So we shall see on that one. Uh, but uh, what I think was really the most impressive bout of the weekend uh, – Weekend Trav, uh, is one that you had highlighted last week. And with uh, your, your, I can't remember if we call him prospect of the year, or we call him something or other, but that's correct. You had mentioned at one point in the past, Sebastian Fundora, and he was taking on Erickson, the hammer Lubin, uh, which was just a, that was just a solid, solid fight. I mean, these guys brought the wood to each other and with uh, Sebastian Fundora taking home the W, Give me your thoughts, your impressions on that fight weekend, Trav. 
I mean, listen, I, I didn't make a prediction on who would win with Fandor or, or um, Erickson Lubin. I didn't come out and make that prediction. I just wasn't really for sure or confident enough. But I did see something in Fandor. If you go back a year ago, he was my kind of up-and-comer prospect to watch. And I think he's delivering now. And honestly, when I watched, when I was watching, I was watching the fight, I was just like, I honestly thought if Lubin could catch him because I think that Fundora was had too many openings when I watched yep. his past fights. He got hit with too much stuff. And I was like, if he gets hit with those same shots, Lubin's going to knock him out. However, uh, Sebastian Fundora's defense and his elusiveness was amazing for this fight. And this was a blockbuster fight because yep. listen to this. The second round, Fundora dropped Lubin with the left uppercut. Like, like, I think it was right uppercut, actually, because he's a lefty, but it was a right uppercut. It was a legit shot. I mean, put Lubin right on it. It just buckled him right down. He got up, though. He's a tough guy. I've seen him get up before, or I've seen him getting hurt before and finish a fight still and win. So when he got hurt and knocked down in the second round, I seen him, I looked at his eyes and seen him get up. He was a little hurt, but then he got to rest between rounds. He got his stuff back together. He ended up dropping Fondora yep. like in the seventh, sixth or seventh round. So it was a good fight. I mean, Great action in that fight. And this is why, remember when I said this? I said that I thought Fondora kind of reminded me of a guy named Paul Williams. Mm -hmm. After watching this fight, I actually agree with myself again with that. He really does fight similar to Paul. That lefty throws a lot of punches. He's got, he's got a long reach, right? But he has no problem fighting on the inside. It's so weird. He's got the biggest reach. He could have kept Lubin outside. He didn't. He literally smothered Lubin the entire fight, but somehow found a way to get space to land clean shots. He's a very difficult guy to fight, uh, but Lubin is is a tough competitor, but yeah. I, I don't know how he kind of rebounds back from stuff like this because he's already coming back from that devastating knockout loss. He went on a six-fight win streak after getting devastating knocked out in the first round against Charlo, um, and now he, he lost to a 19-0 Sebastian Fedor, which I think Lubin was the favorite. Lubin was supposed to win that fight. Yeah, he was the favorite, but this corner made the right call, throwing the towel in at the, at the point that they did. It was the right move. Uh, you mentioned uh, just kind of uh, the openings that Sebastian Fedora leaves, and it's almost impossible for that kind of a body frame to not have openings, right? Mm -hmm. So for somebody that's so willing, so lanky, but also willing to work inside that's going to be a very dangerous situation for him depending on the opponent down the road one that's probably going to be taken advantage of if he's not careful so he needs to continue to be so elusive as you mentioned uh in the upcoming bouts that he's going to be but what a what a heck of a fight between the two of them such a lot of action back and forth great for the fans to watch that was definitely the highlight fight of the weekend for sure of all these main events that we are, we've been talking about weekend, Trav. Uh, very impressive for them both, especially uh, the hammer coming back after that second round getting dropped and really working his way back and really putting the pressure on too. They, these were, this was just a tough, tough battle uh, and, and one that I think the fans love to watch. What was crazy is when the fight was over, Erickson Lubin was ahead on all three judges. Mm. Mm. points on one of them as well and i don't think that was a bad call either i think he was ahead i think he he battled his way back he fought really well his punches had a lot more umph and meaning on them however obviously they didn't because sebastian pandora i think his power is underrated because he busted up i mean lubin yeah had a that was, he looked swollen for he sure was, i think kevin cunningham who, by the way, is a former St. Louis, Missouri police officer and used to coach Devin Alexander, former world champions from Missouri, relocated to Florida. But 
Kevin Cunningham deserves a lot of respect. He did the right thing. He came back to that corner and you could see Kevin kind of looking at him was like, we're done. It's over. Didn't even, didn't ask the fighter. Nothing it was like, you're done. I've seen, I've seen too much. And his fighter was ahead. That's why he deserves to be commended because you know what happened? A guy like Deontay Wilder needs a guy like Kevin Cunningham in his corner because Deontay Wilder will die in that ring. And he showed it. The guy yep. will die in the ring. He needs a trainer to save him. Like Mark Braylon did Deontay Wilder once. Kevin Cunningham 100% did the right thing. And I'm glad he stopped that fight because I think that Erickson Lubin's health is definitely at risk because that was nine, 10 rounds of just beating, beating, beating. His face was, I mean, so swollen and he wasn't going to give up. I mean, he's got massive heart too. He wasn't going to give up. He literally came out of the corner. Like I'm getting, I'm getting ready to rest. and I'm going to go back out there. So Kevin Cunningham made the right decision. Um, but on the bright side of things, Sebastian Fandora is such a, a just a jovial, good-natured, big smile kid still. And now I believe he's the number one contender for the 154-pound division, which is a hot division. So he's up there now. He he's, yeah. he he can contend for yeah. a world title at any time. I don't think anyone was sleeping on him to begin with, but now he's definitely definitely got the, the attention of a lot in that weight class. Yeah. And rightfully so. So it'll be an interesting remainder of the year for him and going into 2023 as well. And uh, we look forward to watching what's next for, for him on the calendar. But let's go, switch, let's go ahead and switch gears here weekend, Trav. I mentioned we got Easter coming up this weekend, but there is a, a pretty good fight on the 16th on Showtime pay-per-view. And that's going to be Errol Spence taking on Jordanis Ugas. It's a great fight. I want to go back really fast and talk about uh, Shane Mosley with the upset over Gabe Rosado on DAZN as well. He see, had see, see folks, folks listening at home, this is what Weekend Trap does to me. I have my order. I have my things. I'm kind of moving through, flowing. I'm getting to the next point. And then he's like, hold on. I want to go back to something. <laughs> and it just ruins the rhythm. But, you know, this is, let's... This is where my mind is, though. Like, I, I forget things. And then they just pop in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Sugar Shane Mosley's son, Shane Mosley Jr., had a blockbuster win against Gabe Rosado. Very so true. I had to show him some love. He was actually the co-main event of a fight um, on, of that card. So I was like, dude, I got to give him a little bit of love because he wasn't supposed to win that fight. And he even moved up in weight, never fought like at that high of a weight, and ended up beating Gabe Rosado, who a lot of people can call Gabe Rosado a journeyman, but he just knocked out an undefeated guy before this. So yep. he was there. So Shane Mosley Jr., Massive respect, bro. Massive cojones to go up there, beat this guy, and beat him pretty good, convincingly, and get out there. But you're right. Errol Spence versus Ugas this weekend is going to be um, – I don't know how – I don't know what to think about this fight. I don't because know either. It was supposed to be Manny Pacquiao because Manny Pacquiao – Ugas and Manny Pacquiao were supposed – the winner of Ugas and Manny Pacquiao were supposed to fight Errol Spence. And Errol Spence and them, I think, money-wise, pay-per-view-wise – Definitely wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao, but Manny Pacquiao lost and then retired. So now we fight Ugas, who beat Pacquiao. Yep. It's a good fight. I don't think we should sleep on Ugas. I don't. I think that he's a very dangerous opponent. Now he's a world champion. The guy works his butt off. His story is a phenomenal story. If you follow that, he's a Cuban defective. And he about retired. He did retire. He was like, I think, three losses. Retired. And another Cuban baseball player actually convinced him not to retire, gave him like $20,000, go train, go back, get back into the sport, and look what's happening. The guy resurrected his career, couple wins, then he beats Manny Pacquiao. Now he's fighting Errol Spence. And does he have a legit shot to winning? Yes. Is it is it slimmer than – yes, for sure. I mean, it's Errol Spence. He's undefeated. He should beat him. But 
it's a good fight. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pay for it because I want to see what Errol Spence looks like too, because you know why? Because we want to see Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford fight. That's right. So, and <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, everyone, there's always a chance. We're just not quite certain. I was trying to find the odds here right now. Vegas odds right now. I mean, obviously Errol Spence looks like pretty heavily favored. Let's see. Where are my numbers at? Yeah, I think maybe last look. And someone could correct me here, but I'm looking. Ooh, yeah, plus 360 for Ugas. So, I mean, uh, Errol Spence showing minus 470. I don't know how odd those are, uh, how old those odds are, but that's a pretty lopsided favorite uh, uh, for Errol Spence. Might be worth the chance, you know, throw a couple bucks the other way. You never know what'll happen that with, that with Weekend Trav. We probably should have done that with Sebastian Fundora. Um, you know, you just never know. He was, he was not that big of an underdog, though, but it would have been worth it, too, because I, Obviously, I we rooted for we were rooting for um, Erickson Lubin because he, he former Orlando guy trained here still. Uh, sure. School of Hard Knocks was in yep. his corner. Galarza was in his corner still. Daddy Galarza. So I, I always want them guys to do well. But I, I've become a little bit of like Fundora. We go back. I'm gonna find an episode and probably post that video maybe on our on our Instagram story where I said that he was gonna be. Oh yeah, no, we've star. you've talked you've sang his praises before. I know we liked him and also Xander Zayas coming up through the yeah. ranks. So those are names to be uh, paying attention to the remainder of this year and the next year. Uh, back to the the Spence Ugas fight. Um, you know, I'm pretty. We're probably gonna see Spence win. I'm just not sure to what degree. Because if correct me if I'm wrong, last time he was supposed to be fighting, didn't he have to pull out as well? Was it still something with the eye, or he had some sort of a uh, something, some issue going on, right uh, during training? Yeah. I think he had to end up his detached retina or something. So he had to pull out and delayed it, but then they ended up happening still. Yeah. Delayed it, I think. But so, yeah, that's from the car wreck. Back yeah. In yeah. So that, so who knows? I mean, listen, if, if you have a few bucks you're willing to waste and who knows, it'd be a nice little payoff if Ugas takes that victory, but chances are probably not trying to set that up for Terrence Crawford one day, maybe, but, uh, and, and, you know, your boy just signing, it looks like he will be signing a pretty lucrative deal there, uh, to stay with, um, uh, actually, no, was it with Al Heyman? You're talking about Crawford? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just kind of bounced everywhere, yeah, too. I don't think he's going to side with uh, top rank because he's in a lawsuit with them. So yeah. I think it must be somebody else. If it's Al Heyman, it's a smart move because that's who gets big fights, and, and he, he's got a lot of fighters in that, and in that stable, which Errol Spence is one of them. So yeah. if he's trying to deal with well, them, I'm speaking out of turn. We're not talking about him today. But, yeah, so Spence, Ugas, what's your final prediction on that fight? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Errol Spence is supposed to win this fight, and he is. I think that he needs to look pretty good because he still has not answered a lot of questions about that car wreck. Even though he did win his fight back, he still, I don't think, is 100% Errol Spence. And I think that a guy like Ugas can expose a lot of those weaknesses because he's a very, very smart, slick, hardworking fighter. What Guys like that who are hungry, they can pose a lot of problems. You look at it. Cambosis was not more talented than Tiafoma Lopez, but Cambosis came with the will to win. That's right. You know Ugas is coming with the will to win because he knows 100% he is supposed to lose to Errol Spence. He is. So he has nothing to lose. He's going to no go pressure. with everything and give it to him. So I think it's going to be a great fight. Even though I'm talking that up, I do see Errol Spence um, edging him out in a decision. I don't think he's going to knock out mm. Ugas because he's got too much um, moxie, too much you know, pride to let that one get knocked out, but you never know. I just don't think that Errol Spence has got that explosiveness to him still. 
Yeah. If he does, that's awesome. I love to see it. I don't think he knocks out Ugas. I think it goes to distance. But yeah, do- I'm with you on that. I think it's also a decision. I think it's Spence. Uh, but I'm going to throw a couple of bucks on the Ugas name just because I haven't wet my, my, my gambling palette in a little while. We can try not since NFL playoffs are over. So I'm a, I'm a, a, I just need some action, some action. I have not done it since the Cambosis win. And I'm just, I'm trying to end on a good note. <laughs> I got lucky there. We all did with that, with that little pick when Ugas upset or not when, um, Cambosis right. upset uh, TFMO. Well, let's, uh, so let's move on again, uh, obviously, because of Easter. So I'm not quite certain when we're going to record episode, next, next episode, which would be 76. But in the meantime, we do have coming up in just under two weeks, ESPN Plus pay-per-view, Tyson Fury, Dillian White. I mean, that's, that's like right almost now. And we're not just, we're just not talking because there's been so much other stuff going on this month. And so we're not even seeing a lot of the promo hype for it yet which is so surprising. I think we're probably going to start seeing that starting now, but two weeks, we're, we're running down just under two weeks to that big-time heavyweight fight. I think we're going to start seeing it now because mainly um, Top Rank promotes Michaela Mayer, and she was headlining an event last weekend, Saturday, so I don't think they wanted to get in front of that and kind of push her to the side. I think they were trying to 100% go for her, but I think now you're going to see a barrage over the next two weeks of Tyson Fury, Dillian White stuff. Do you think we're going to see the truthful numbers from ESPN Plus as to how many people watch that fight? The mayor like, fight? Yeah. No. No? They're going to add a zero to it. They're going to add a zero at the end of the number. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they don't release anything. They probably won't even release it, but if you can find it, I think it is public knowledge, but I, I doubt they're going to kind of brag about it because it – you know what? People might have tuned in, though, but will they keep tuning in? That's the whole thing. They sold that fight very well, but I don't think it delivered – Yeah, a lot of competition that night with UFC also going as well. So, um, all right, Tyson Fury, Dillian White. I know we'll talk a little bit more about it before the fight, but what's your first impression here? Give me, give me a couple bullet points, not the full, the full shebang. Give give the listeners, give me a couple bullet points. A little under two weeks out from that fight, just your quick, quick take on this heavyweight matchup. Dillian White's going to bring everything he has because I honestly can see him retiring after this fight because he's fought a couple big names, lost a couple of the big names like Anthony Joshua, got knocked out by Povetkin, came back, beat Povetkin. So I think it's going to be a great fight, though, because it's Tyson Fury is thinking about fighting guys like Usyk and Joshua, and he could He's a professional, but it doesn't matter how good you are. You could overlook a fight. And mm. Dylan White is not a guy you can overlook because he can fight as well. So I think it's going to be a good fight. But if the Tyson Fury we know and have seen shows up, he easily wins. I think he does. He might even he might even stop Dylan White because Tyson Fury can punch. However, you never know with him because he's had mental mental health issues three four years ago where he's fallen off. He's been strong for a good amount of time now. So there's going to be a time where this guy, something goes wrong because he, he openly has admitted mental health problems and he's had them. They don't just go away forever. Those are always lingering and you're always fighting them. I hope, I hope, hope, hope that it doesn't show up in a fight like this because this fight, when Usyk beat Anthony Joshua, it was a big downer to Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury's like, you just cost me a hundred million dollars, yep. bro. So and he's not wrong. And then Joshua's fighting Usyk again, and we all kind of think that Usyk might beat him again. Yeah. So Anthony Joshua um, ruined stuff for Tyson Fury. So Tyson Fury easily going into this fight with a lot more on his mind than just Dillian White. And if he does that, 
he's going to have a long night. Talk about really turning the whole division upside down if White pulls off the upset. <sighs> Boxing, man. It, I, I, I would actually – I like Fury, but it would just further my prediction that the month of April is going to be the best month in boxing. <laughs> well, I, I hope you're wrong for a variety of reasons because I don't want this to be the peak of the year for us in all these different uh, uh, matchups, and I hope the rest of the year will really kind of round out and have something solid. But we, we have been spoiled so far, and it's only April 10th as of us filming this right now. So, you know, obviously we got the fight coming up this weekend, Spence Ugas, two weeks from now, Tyson Fury, Dillian White – uh, we're not going to talk about it tonight, but yeah, Oscar Valdez, Shakur Stevenson at the end of the month, there's a lot happening and so obviously Katie Katie. Taylor. Yeah. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. So there's a lot going on weekend Trav and it's a, it's a jam packed month right around Easter. So the next couple of weeks will be very, very interesting. Very, very telling. I, uh, to me as a spectator, it's been very interesting how, how quiet the heavyweight fight has been. Uh, obviously Dillian White isn't doing any of his marketing and promo stuff because he doesn't have to. Uh, but Tyson Fury's camp, to me, per, per the usual with him, has been pretty quiet, pretty yeah. quiet. So I'm not quite sure what to make of that. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see as this week progresses if we start seeing much of that ramp up. But, you know, frankly, haven't we really even seen the guy much. That's where it's really surprising because he is an Internet darling. He loves the yeah. social media. Speaking of that, I, I really I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. I really haven't seen his social media presence much at all. Is that because he hasn't been posting or just I haven't seen it because maybe they're shadow banning me? I don't know. It could. The algorithm says they don't want us to see that. They only want us to see Michaela Mayer, evidently. That's how it goes, right? That's the world we live in. Um, we can travel. Let's go ahead and round this thing out. And we're just going to go ahead and straight to final uh, closing thoughts here for the week. And uh, I'm sure we'll put something out here before Saturday as well for you, uh, for you fabulous uh, subscribers and listeners. Uh, thank you once again to those that have been doing that faithfully, not only from the start, but maybe you caught some of our stuff midway through. We appreciate it. And we are here to, uh, to, to serve as best as possible. If there's anything you want us to talk about or, 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 or any fights coming up or any fighters you want us to kind of give an eye on, more than happy to do so as well. Uh, but Weekend Travel, let's go to final thoughts for the week. I'm going to leave you here with this. It is April 10th, 2022. And it was not a robbery. Josh wow. Taylor was not a robbery. Okay. So I had to put that out there. Every episode, I think I need to say that every single time. It was not a robbery, guys. I'm sorry. It wasn't a robbery. Thank I goodness. I don't think that's <laughs> in the algorithmic ri river anymore. And I don't have to see all the emails coming through of everyone sending you hate <laughs> comments. And listen, once again, folks. We don't remove comments. You know, yeah. if it's if if YouTube has deemed it negative hate speech, they remove it for us. We don't do it. So just a heads up. I've never removed a comment at all. Uh, if you start saying something stupid about our kids and stuff like that, I will remove it and I will find you. I will hunt you down uh, like the people that, that call you about your extended car warranty. I will find you. I was calling you about your extended warranty. Okay. <laughs> but I think that boxing is hot. I always say this. I've been saying this since we started the podcast because guess what? It is hot and it's continued to be hot and it's continued to be on fire. But I want you to, I want to say this to be money. Don't be sad that April is going to be the best month of this year. April is just the best, best month of this year for boxing because of the multiple great fights. There's going to be other blockbuster fights that are going to be happening, but I only think about one or two per month. As of this one, we've had a bunch. So that's the, I think we have a lot to get excited about still, but we have such a, a um, the total totalitarian, 
of April wow. is what you should be excited about because of so many people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm just expressing my own depression of sports. You got, we're on off season of football. I'm not a big baseball guy. I know that just started back up. You know, I don't watch basketball anymore. You know, NCAA swimming season's over. I really just don't know what else, what else to be watching right now. Uh, And so I I like content. I like being able to talk about stuff and it's entertaining and it's fun and blah, 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 blah. But as a big football guy, like, like my Packers, I need football back. That's that to me is fun to talk about on top of boxing, but in general speak, April is a fun month here and we've been very blessed so far on these fights. And hopefully the next few weeks are also nice blockbuster matchups and, and the undercard stuff too. Listen, there's a lot of undercard fights we don't talk about because we just don't have time. There's a lot of good fights out there and up and coming names that everyone needs to pay attention to check your local stuff too. You know, we, we, we have yet to talk about, and maybe we did a little bit last week, you know, some of the fights we went to here in town in Orlando. There's always good stuff going on around you folks, depending on when you're living. Uh, so check out stuff like that and support local fighters. Always support local fighters. They are giving their blood, sweat, and tears. They're not making much money on the local scene. Support them as best as possible. They're selling a T-shirt, buy a T-shirt. They're selling tickets. You want to go buy a ticket, go watch them fight. Just support them. Pat on the back. Good comments. Follow their social media accounts. That's big for these guys too. Uh, uh, so that's just my little quick plug. Um, you know, support your local fighters. You know, they really, really uh, appreciate any support you can give. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. And we put our money where our mouth is because we did support local as well. And we're going to keep doing that. Every time there's a local fight here, I want to try my best as long as we don't have anything going on. We both have family, so it is tough sometimes. But for the most part, I definitely want to start supporting the local as well. All right. Well, we can Trev. That's going to uh, do it for us. This is episode 75. Wayne in with Travis Hartman. Thank you so much for joining us to our media partners, IF Enterprises, uh, Gulfstream Financial and TH Boxing. Thank you so much. Uh, coming to you from two different facilities, but looking forward uh, to being where you are next time we film, hopefully. Uh, just, what's that? Let's do it. Let's do it. So on behalf of uh, everybody here, that there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. the man, the myth, the legend, the beard, and the hair king now. Ooh, I like the hair king. All right, and that is it. If we don't talk to you beforehand, happy Easter. God bless.